Welcome, you're listening to a Rollmaster Classic Actual Play set in Terry K. Anthra's excellent Shadow World using Fantasy Grounds. You can find session summaries, items and characters on World Anvil, where our campaign is called The Praise of Old Men. This episode is cross-referenced as Demons of the Burning Night 2, Part 5. We're also on YouTube, Podbean and Twitch, where you can find the various links, as well as an index of some of the main points of each episode in the description. Previously on... Ramavere's palace drew a blank for either of the two artefacts, but the companions have found three potential allies in the shades of her slain bedfellows. It is time to head back out into the menacing city of Tarek-Nev to continue the search by targeting some of the larger structures nearby. So you leave the palace and you head off towards the southeast across the garden. You remember you're walking through this gloom and filth and murk and, and general horribleness. You soon come to oh, a 10 foot wide um, stream. The water doesn't look terribly deep and certainly it's fordable if you're happy to go up to about your waist. Otherwise, you're going to have to either construct some sort of quick bridge or you're going to have to leap across. As you scan to your left and right, you can see some narrower stretches, which will narrow the jump to about eight feet if you want to try it. I don't trust anything yeah. in this place, so I'd rather try yeah. jump it. Um, I'm going to fly across. So it's eight foot uh, wide. I could, I could take someone. Yeah. Well, I, we could set up a rope so people could sort of uh, shimmy across. I could yeah, pack you, like yeah, I could that. grab people's packs and. And, uh, yeah, if you and, take all the packs across, if that's all right. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll take the packs the across that way. If if you fall in, I'll, I'll do multiple trips going back and forth, flying people's packs and weapons across, and while they uh, they work their way across, they jump, and that way they don't get. Okay, so anybody who is unencumbered is still going to have an eight foot jump, which is not an easy jump. Yeah, I mean, I could do right. wood wall, but it's it's five power points <laughs> out of ten <laughs> or twenty. No, <laughs> no we've got that times two power point out of, but yeah, it's not much. That's a, it. A maximum of thirty six now. You will never hear us say this again once we're back up there. <laughs> <laughs> but I could do that if you want. If you want to just walk across, but um, I'm unencumbered, so I, mean, I don't oh. mind jumping. Why don't we grab a really long table from? It's like a ten foot table next in the in the palace yes Let, let's just yeah. grab one of those guys and we can just put that up legs up and just walk across on that i would if this to a different version of role playing make a comment about it would be handy if you had a 10 foot pole <laughs> um, but clearly yeah that's good thinking good thinking <laughs> yep um, there's no problem i mean you know that back in the large feasting chamber there are a number of quite long heavy tables and with a group of you sort of uh, applying a little bit of um, brute force and ignorance, which you still remarkably have some of, you can shift one of these tables across to the river, well, the stream, uh, river, brook, whatever you want to call it, and ford it fairly easily. Um, can you all give me perception rolls as you finally heave this mighty piece of teak into place? Doesn't have to be in the tower, but you can just for the for the lols if you want. Silk gets off the table once it's moved. <laughs> thank you so much for carrying oh, me thank gentlemen. you very much <laughs> okay um well cherry is at one with the world she senses everything simultaneously victor you too can hear what seems to be some sort of strange 
clicking noise. I won't try and mimic it for you, but if you imagine sort of castanets, you know, Spanish castanets clicking very rapidly, then they stop, then they start again, and then they stop. They're off in a distance quite some way away. Cherry, it sounds like something is communicating because the noises are coming from slightly different places. Whether whatever is out there has seen you or sensed you, you've got no idea at all. But there are some things communicating to each other. But they are off towards the northeast. If we're putting the table down, I suppose I don't need to be carrying, but I still started carrying while you guys went and got the table. So um, I said, I'll, I'll, I'll just let everyone know that there's more than one source of this clicking sound. I, I go, can everyone hear that? And those who can't, we, we can advise that, uh, uh, yeah, uh, there's, 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 there's things, there's things out there and there's multiple because they're coming from different directions. So be careful. I think we might have to deal with uh, a coordinated attack of some sort soon. Right. Everyone run to the uh, to that low building. Let's get inside there. Okay. Well, the building itself, when you approach and it very quickly looms up out of the filth and murk that has reduced your vision so horribly. So the building that you run to is perhaps about 60 feet or so, uh, maybe a bigger, maybe, maybe about 100 feet uh, across, maybe about 50 feet deep, low squat. Ceilings are barely 10 feet off the ground, and it just looks like a granite grey building. There are no doors on the um, side that you approach but as you move your way around to the northern wall you can see a set of large stone doors the doors are featureless but they have been well crafted you can barely make out the faint line of the join between the two doors there doesn't seem to be any locking mechanism either but the doors have been extremely well crafted and extremely well fashioned you suspect that given the fact that this building, whatever it is, is intact, it's probably made of some massive stonework. No windows, no decoration on top of the roof. Interesting. And the rope, I, I assume you've walked all the way around, but there's the rope southwest corner. Is there any sign that someone's used that to climb or is it? No, that's actually um, that's actually a wall. Um, I thought my maps were better than that. That's actually a wall. Oh, so sorry. that's a redstone wall. That's all right, John. I'll kill you. No, no, no. Case. This this area. The vines uh, or whatever. Is it vines there? Yes, those oh, are vines. Man. Okay. Yeah, that was definitely a wall <laughs> in my eyes. It was not a roof. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, so you can see vegetation has done to encroach on this area. And in fact, if you look across to your northwest, you can see vaguely the hints of more trees, um shrubs and bushes so whatever lies across in this palace area towards the northwest sorry is forested or gardened in some way and the garden has kind of encroached over the years on whatever this building is behind it there's a big high thick red stone wall all right well Cranel will kind of jog up to the doors we're trying to move pretty fast to 
uh, in case there are things honing in on us and then monitor everyone to shh, be quiet and then he goes up to the door and listens okay give me a still okay give me a perception roll please you can't hear anything on the other side of the doors cran that could be because the doors are thick or it could be because there's nothing inside outside this big stone building you can't hear that strange clicking clacking noise anymore um in fact the whole city is as quiet as when you first entered all right i'm gonna open the door i'll try attempt to okay the doors are stiff so i'm going to need um a strength roll please so if you give me just give me an easy strength roll please and get over 100 close but not quite Lift oh, wow. with your legs, Cran, not with your why back. Were, why wasn't that a Z double zero? <laughs> I, to, I rolled two tens then, and it kind uh, of plus as a 20. That's ridiculous. Technically, you need the zero, 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 but I totally agree. Well, that's an 11-sided dice. I'm old school. I'm old school, too, and I always look Cran at Cran immediately but... sulks and says I'm that would have opened if it had been a normal place. Give right. it another go. <laughs> I'm going to try again. <laughs> Is it light this time, not easy? Because I've... Uh, yes. Oh, <laughs> come on, Grant. <laughs> that's, right, sorry. sorry. That's that was plus seven 90, plus ten. That should have been plus sixty. So, all right, okay. So I'm going to take pity on you. Um, the door is creaked open, and then Cran manages to get his shoulder in. He then gets his boot in, and with a a, a, a final heave, um, Cran almost falls into the chamber beyond. Baby which is help. completely dark and and a little bit of a fart yes right. <laughs> um fortunately it wasn't a wet fart um so there's no follow-through <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> i'm sorry i've just killed the mood haven't i so <laughs> in the entrance chamber you can see an intricate gold uh leaf mosaic by the murky light that's streaming in through the door this certainly gleams golden perhaps worth picking out with it with a dagger crayon but it's certainly gleaming with a telltale golden colour. There are a number of stone benches around the walls. There are two obvious stone doors and what looks like the remains of a shattered stone door, a third, just across to your left. In the very centre of this intricate gold mosaic, there looks to be a low sort of two-inch pedestal and there's one across on the far left-hand wall and the far right-hand wall. So Cranel um usher everyone in and then ask uh, Victor and a few other folk to assist to try and basically shoulder the door closed so we've at least got some protection from anything outside. Yeah, sure. Okay, after that he's not gonna look at the yellow, look at the gold stuff or tread on it, but says, Hey Silk Gugman, what's what's going on with that? Is that just like treasure or is it magical of any in any way? I'll have a look. I'll have a look. Okay. So you can give me, um, just give me a straight perception roll in the tower. As I walk in the door, I go, what's that smell? <laughs> it has stomach problems. It's okay, me nerves. So... Okay, so Ugnan, <laughs> you step up and you have a look. The rest of you have said you're going to sort of avoid this, uh, stepping on this gold leaf mosaic, whatever it is. Ugnan, you have a, a look at it. You don't think that this gold leaf is magical, but there's certainly something unusual about it. It's enchanted. Okay, um, thank you, Silk. 
Silkwalk yeah. straight <laughs> onto the pedestal. Can you all give me perception rolls as Silk steps on that middle pedestal? Oh, it's our elven guinea pig. Yeah, pretty much. Nice. So okay. Um, Victor, Cherry, and Ugnan um, can't help but notice that um, all three of the doorways, well, the two intact doors and the archway shudder slightly. Mm. Wow. Sorry, I didn't mean to do it, guys. <laughs> I never knew you were that heavy, Silk. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why. I think that's why they didn't open, actually. You think it needs a, a heavy weight on there to try and get them to open? Yeah, come jump in my arms, Cran. Can check the yeah. mechanisms on on the uh, any door that shuddered. So Cran, I walk up with all his gear and replace Silk on the middle, so if extra weight helps. Okay, so you Silk... don't think I can carry you? <laughs> he, he, looks, steps... he looks a bit quizzically at you. <laughs> all right, Silk steps nimbly off. Cran steps on. And the same, knowing what to look for, you can see that the process is repeated. As Cran, sorry, Silk steps off, there's an imperceptible movement of the two intact doors that you can see. It's not possible to see if the open doorway is moved at all. Uh, as Cran steps on, again, looking carefully, you can see that the doors move or try and move. Try, try treading yeah, on so the... the same idea. Yeah, yeah like right. Okay. It just uh, noticed. Okay, it's Cherry and Silk Step on. Uh, the two doors open. What's beyond? Um, Silk collapses. We're rushed by death. <laughs> okay. One day you'll get yourself killed. Less inquisitive, Silk. I know. Beyond, can't help you it. can see three fairly featureless rooms. In each of the rooms, however, you can see what is clearly some sort of stone sarcophagus. Ah, mausoleum, that's what it is. Hmm. Interesting. Now, Silk will get right. off. It looks like, if I'm being honest, on the right-hand door, Okay, as Silk out. gets off, the doors close. All of them, or...? Just the two. Hmm. Yeah, the other one doesn't even have a door. Right? No, the other door looks as if it's been knocked out from the from inside. From the inside, yeah. Yeah. Looks a bit worrying. Oh, from the inside, yeah. What do you want to do? Oh, that seems Panic. bad if something from inside the room broke and we're opening up the other ones. But do we want to check out the one that broke out just to see if there's anything left or what? It... Yeah, let's go and have a look and see if at least we get a sense. If it was it a, a local or a demon that was buried in here? Uh, okay, Crano will step in and take a good look at the sarcophagus. Ugnan's going to keep a look on the outside of the building where we came from, where we heard those sounds from. So try and keep the door okay. a little bit ajar, just keep looking out that way while this is all happening. Okay, well the door's been forced in. Do you want to try and force that door closed? It's going to need a strength roll, but with Numal to help you, I'll make that a light strength roll. Well, we'll be able to see out, so maybe just ajar. Okay, yeah, give me a shove, as long as you can get over 75. Okay, uh, not quite. Come on, Numal. Try again. Oh, it's too hard. It's, it's getting weaker. It still We're keeps hearing. It still stone... keeps hearing. Ugnan's <laughs> war cry. Oh, be back. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> known to bring fear to geriatrics all over the country. There's that shield wall. Uh, Asda says, oh, me back. <laughs> okay, so that stone sarcophagus um, that you've seen 
is about seven foot long, about three foot high. It's beautifully carved, but there doesn't seem to be any writing, not even in Black Nuretti, a language which you're suddenly, quite a few of you are suddenly fluent in for some strange reason. It was, um, that, it was that book that was called Idiot's Guide to Nuretti. Oh, yes. So you can see, you think, carved on the outside. My aunt's pen is in the garden. Help, help, there are pickpockets about. And other useful phrases in Black Nuretti. <laughs> Alternatively, you may not be as fluent as you think. My hovercraft is full of eels. <laughs> That's right, yes. <laughs> um, the sarcophagus itself, as far as you can judge, Cran, Victor, and those of you that look, including probably Silk, is just decorated with swirling and curling motifs. There don't seem to be any images of animals, demons, people, and no writing. So Cran will winkle Betty out of his pack, yep. put his frame pack down, and like put, put the sword in the sheath, just leaning it against the wall in case it's urgently needed. Then he's going to winkle the end of Betty under the corner of the sarcophagus and try and leave the, leave the lid up. Okay. So just that I'm clear. So you're in a demon-infested city and you're opening a sarcophagus. Exactly yeah, right. It's going to help. Yeah, it sounds I'm, like a good idea. What could go I'm convinced wrong? That, I'm convinced there's nothing in it because it's already come out, but I may be wrong with that. Okay. So uh, let me just get the combat tracker up. <laughs> that with you. I take it that was not a good sign. <laughs> um, so you winkle Betty underneath one corner and heave down with the crowbar. Who's looking inside? Cran, you can leave this, you can leave a, sorry, the lid of the sarcophagus up. Victor, you can either peer inside or you can uh, maybe help move the sarcophagus off. Or stop Why? Silk from peering inside. What do you want to do? <laughs> uh, I'm going to help move it off. Oh, I stay. Finally, oh, okay. I stay behind. All right. So Silk comes to the doorway and then thinks twice and steps back. You actually help shove the sarcophagus off. The sarcophagus is empty. There doesn't seem to be anything inside at all. Just as we thought. Mm -hmm. yeah, knew it. A confident in our own ineptitude <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile Numal hey, and Silk, you're so old that that's your place isn't it can you give me perception rolls please Numal and Ugnan you're at the door I'll make a roll for Numal I suppose you're a thousand years old don't pout <laughs> okay thank you what now Cran and Victor this sarcophagus appears empty there doesn't seem to be any decoration in the room at all let me just get rid of okay it. just and just how big is it is it it looks like probably 12 feet long so massive so whoever's in there can um, be like nine foot tall. yeah it's it's probably the interior is probably about eight or nine feet long well something mm. like that mm. i suggest we don't all, all for the others um, yeah see if we can open just the one yeah it's it may be worth something just having a look at just to check around the others to see if they can see any other writing on the rest of the sarcophagi. Oh, okay. the writings yeah. on the sarcophagi. <laughs> so, uh, Crown will go and stand back on his pillar again in his yep. plinth. Uh-oh, are we leaving Silk to check out? Check out. Okay. Check out yeah. Right. The door opens oh. and Silk runs <laughs> straight in. And I hop off. Silk is now shut inside. Silk, can you give me, given Silk's fears of demons and so on, 
Silk, can you give me um terror? Give me a presence. Yeah, I think, yeah, give me a terror resistance roll then. It's the same as self-discipline, basically, yeah. so no problem. <laughs> um, but oh, look at Jam. Yeah, you've been shut in so many rooms before. Um, probably by your mother and father when you were growing up for misbehaving and sneaking out with the sort of elf that your mother not told you not to hang out with, that you being shut in a sarcophagus is actually child's play. She was one of the cool kids. <laughs> Other than that, though, um, the room, although it's dark, doesn't really hold any terrors for you. You don't get a sense of any evil. Although, can you give me a channeling resistance roll, please? This is more sure. of a rather than a resistance roll this is more a sense that there's something not quite right okay Foreboding. um no the room doesn't hold any terrors for you the the, um, the door now opens as cherry stops messing about <laughs> okay let's <laughs> uh, light flood in um there are some smashed vials sorry vials there are some smashed clay urns um against the southern wall but otherwise, there doesn't feel to be anything wrong about this room. There is, of course, another big, impressive stone sarcophagus, uh, stone sarcophagus that maybe Cran could could open up. Do you want to come and stand up? To, what do you reckon? I'm not overly enthusiastic about opening that, if I'm honest. Don't make me pull my demon sword. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was nothing in there, guys. It was dark and kind of freaky, but otherwise, nothing happened. It's a demon. So at least when, yeah, at least when everything closes, it doesn't demon. open up the uh, sarcophagus, Kenneth. So, Ugnan, you want to come in and we'll look about, see if there's Can any rain get, that Cran said? How about, how about we get... Stand on one. Yeah, on one. Yeah, that's fair. Yep, Numal stand on one. So you okay there? Yeah, so the door remains open. Ugnan and Silk go into into the room. Um, Let's take a look in these little pots. Yeah, they're about three foot high, and they lifting the lid off. There's a faint smell of aromatic oil. Ooh, Perhaps some it, sort of the equivalent, maybe of, oh, I don't know, some sort of scent or unguent, just to disguise the smell of putrefica uh, putrefaction. I'll dab some behind my ear. You can if you want. Do you want to? It's been a while since I smelled like a lady okay. or un undead. Yeah. <laughs> now, you, now you start to smell like you're 1,400 years old. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the oil that you dab on your fingers glistens and feels quite cold on your fingers. Very oh, cold. Queen Mab is here. Are you putting it behind your ears? Yeah. Okay. What Can are you, you doing? Brain freeze. What are you doing, so Okay, can you give me a poison resistance roll, please? It, it smells nice. Uh, can you give me another poison resistance roll, please? What are you doing, Silk? I said One, if, if, it's cool. for each year. Really That's nice. What, yeah. Okay, as you add the oil, okay, it is as if, I suppose, uh, and I hate the phrase, a brain freeze takes place. Mm. Um, your eyes begin to lose focus you get the sensation of being somewhere else and then you're back here um, and then you get an absolutely pounding headache as your power points oh. are drained away to zero. Ah! Oh! That's the worst part. 
Uh, this is a, a very different kind of perfume. It, uh, <laughs> it, it hurts. <laughs> but, uh, guys, oh, fashion, I, I would recommend... Fashion is pain, it. isn't it? Yeah, I, I would recommend keeping it for fights against um, magic users. Perhaps you could coat your blade in it. Or throw it on them. Um, the, the oil is actually quite sticky. So you mm. could use it to coat weapons. You could use it to coat behave. I heard one of you snigger. So you could use it to coat arrows, to coat weapons of some description. And certainly, Silk, you probably know that you avoided serious harm there. Losing your PowerPoints was quite a lucky escape. Yeah, exactly. No, You could that's... have permanently, given the issue is that you rubbed it sort of on the, on the, on the neck where the skin is quite thin. There's only a small barrier between your neck and big blood vessels carrying blood to the brain. So you were probably lucky not to have suffered permanent damage. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I I at least tell the guys, you know, I think my hardiness kept me from the most damage. So, yeah, it it might make a good blade. uh... So you've got probably you can scoop it into something safely. You've got um, a good five or six doses or whatever this poison is. I do have a couple of empty vials, so I'll yep. fill those up as carefully. As- yep, I think you'd have enough uh, guessing about the size of a vial. I think you've got two full vials of this poison. Okay. You can label it as Tarek Nev PowerPoint poison. Okay. So that we know, you know that it removes PowerPoints. And that's if um, somebody who suffers the effect kind of does quite well with a saving throw, with a resistance roll. Yeah. So I've got, uh, I've got I've got an oil flask as well, if you want to empty that out and use this. I've never used oil before, so. Um, that's cool. Help. I've got a spare oil flask in case we need it. So Well, you've got enough for, for two it. vials of this, so Silk can probably supply the two vials, which will be more convenient ways of handling this stuff rather than having a big flask which is inviting a dm to have it smash when you roll on the floor not, not <laughs> okay per- not perfume then i'm cold no. i'm sore i'm drained too moil by Tarek nev <laughs> <laughs> so apart from that though this room apart from the sarcophagus appears empty whatever is in the in the vials wasn't what you expected anyway Pungent, exactly. aromatic, but very dangerous. Right. A bit like Cran's girlfriends. So do you think... (laughs) (laughs) He's only got the one. She's a lovely lady. I wouldn't have anything ill said of her. No, she's Um, she's a crusty sea sea woman. Right. Okay. Brings up grim images. uh, Okay, uh, so do you want to try and open this sarcophagus or do you want to leave it? Can I... um... Well, no one's tried to open it yet, right? So can no, Ugnan no. get right close up to it, put his ear to it, and just tap it a couple of times and see if he can hear any kind of movement within? It's absolutely solid. The stonework is so thick that if you tap it, it's like tapping a brick wall and listening for noises. You can hear your fingers on the brickwork, your fingers on the stone, but nothing else. Right. And your knuckles come away with a faint hint of dust and grit. But there's nothing moving inside. I don't know. There's no inscriptions, anything on there, anything like that? No, disappointingly. Um, So whoever is inside, whoever buried inside, 
even whether they're still there there's you've no idea who they are silk it should to... be noted old rm2 used to have a ventriloquism listing for a skill so <laughs> <laughs> yes it did but well, ogre's not too keen at opening so he's going to take uh, watch back at the door again okay yeah silk do you want to get near the doorway in case something Underworld comes out of here, and uh, I can. Oh sure, I'm trying to run back through the door. It, I'm kind of useless right now. Let Ugnan. I'll, I'll watch with the door here, and okay. Ugnan can be more prepared. Okay, so one of you guys on the plinth. If if I uh, come running out of there, going shit, 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 or something like that, just step off the thing. We'll try and trap whatever it is in there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Sure. All right. I'll get Betty out and try and leave the lid off. Okay. Uh, give me a. You're using a tool, uh, so just give me a medium strength roll. Okay, no problem. So you can lever it up, and as you lever the lid up and over with Betty, you're able also neatly to slip Betty out, so it's still clutched in your hands. Inside, you can see what appears to be the skeleton of a human, male, female. You can't tell. The robes that it was buried in have long since petrified and turned to a fine dust. It was perhaps um, entombed, buried with vials, but these all seem to have been smashed. Give me a perception roll, please, Cran. So Cran will make the mark of uh, Cass's, whatever whatever Cass makes a mark of to reflect on the dead soldier or something like that. Okay. He'll do that. Um, and then he will have a look carefully. He won't disturb the corpse at all. Uh, okay. Looking. looking at the way the limbs are arranged to seeing and helping, sadly, because of your grim past, you're, hel- you're used to helping lay out the bodies of slain soldiers and sometimes, sadly, civilians. Some, though probably nobody else knows this, civilians that you've killed. I don't know. I made that bit up. You're used to seeing arms sort of folded across the chest, the legs neatly arranged and so on. The body of this person is in some sort of state of distress. It obviously didn't die comfortably. The arms look like they've been flailing around. You can see damage on the hands. Um, You can see the knuckles are scored and battered and swollen. Uh, The feet as well aren't laid out side by side. It looks like they're twisted slightly. And the creature is up on, sorry, the creature, the skeleton is up on one hip. So it obviously is twisted and rolled and moved inside the coffin at some point. But as you look at it, it doesn't seem to stir. The skeleton is inanimate and obviously the the person who it was is, is long, long dead. Oh, geez. This is a bit worrying, guys. This is um, this didn't die easy, this thing. Well, so they died alive, buried in there alive. <sighs> Don't know, or struggled a lot. Can I? I'll look at. Can I look at the underside of the lid to see if there's any like scratch marks on it? Yeah, as you suspected, there are the macabre and rather sad signs of scratches. And as you look again at the finger, uh, you can see that some of the fingers are worn, as if even though the figure clearly starved and was terribly emaciated when it finally succumbed and gave up, um, it was still trying to scratch away at the stone. The vials that, and you can see shattered remnants of glass, vials or or containers of some description that were placed in the tomb with it. That perception roll crown is actually also enough. Actually, two have now come through. 
both perception rolls, uh, you see that you spot that there were no there were no seals on these vials. There were no stoppers, wax, cork of any description at all. Yeah, so maybe they were just like burnt really slowly to damp any magic ability in whatever was in here, something like that. Mm. Scary thought. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, well, there's no there's no markings or anything we can see at the moment. That... No. Okay. No, no clues as to what this uh, whatever was in the vials was, and no clues as to the two occupants. Well, the two sarcophagi and who this occupant is was. I've got some herb law and I've got some magic law and spell law. So I'll, if there's any, which is probably a very slim chance, if there's any kind of residue, can I just look at it? I don't want to touch it there. So what do you want to do, Ugnan? Do you want to... Grab one Give of the me... vials out. Yeah. Examine okay. Um, have you got a herb law skill? What, what yeah. law skills have you got? Yeah, Give I've me got... a herb law. Whatever this is, this is a concoction of a, of a variety. of. There are smells and faint hint of aromas that you recognize from a variety of herbs. None that you can put your name on, of course, because they've all been mixed together. But this was a manufactured poison or toxin or ungent of some sort. You'd need to study it more closely with better light and probably with a proper laboratory um, to get a better idea of what this substance is in the vials that has been smashed. But actually, as you look at um, the oil that um, that Silk has got, it's the same stuff. Right, okay. All very strange, all very strange. I don't like the look of that. No, I'm leaving it well alone. Yeah, let's let's get out of here, poor bastard. Okay. And you've got people standing on the other arches, and the far archway is slightly more unusual. It's not any more elaborate, but there is writing and the stone just above the door in Noretti. Mm. I shall read that. I had a choice between getting seven good ranks in rigid leather or seven ranks in reading. I thought, how different this character is. This, well, this isn't, <laughs> this isn't me being a teacher, but education always pays off. <laughs> being able to read is important. So, um, above the doorway is written the following. Who disturbeth the sleeping queen? Thy luck lose, thy skills fail, and join thy tormentor in the black hell. Ooh. Ah, is there anything about magic failing above that door? I'm not sure if any other any other doors have any writing above them. None of the other doors have any writing at all. Cherry, do you want to have a look at any of this? I mean, I know you've got maybe some skills you might be able to maybe have a thought about if we opened this door, what might happen. I can swap with you, like. Oh, okay. Could we, uh, like, move the benches up on the pedestals? You could indeed try moving the benches, and they are movable. Yes, you can move the benches. Anybody want to help Victor heave lumps of white marble around? Yeah, here we go. <laughs> okay. Um, they actually turn out to be quite much lighter than you want, but Cran clearly likes making the noise. Um, <laughs> yeah, so all three... You can quite comfortably, well, quite comfortably, with a little bit of, of difficulty. Um, marble is a very, very hard and solid um, stone. You can move all three, or you can move three marble benches. You can place them on those um, three triggers, and the doors open. 
Oh, and obviously, right. you're hoping that with the marble uh, benches on those doors, they will remain open. Good thinking. Ah, that's nice. All right. Let's check out the... Uh, do you want to risk this one? I'm not sure I like the sound of that, Ugman. No, I don't like it either. I'm wondering Sleeping if Queen. Cherry's got some skills, might help you. Lose luck, skills fail, and join my tormentor in the black hell. That doesn't sound anything I want to go through. Not really. Mm. Do we want to maybe wait and continue on and keep this as a last? Well, I'm not keen to go in, so I don't care if we'd ever go in. It's just if we can't find mm -hmm. the two artifacts. Messing with the dead has been something that's. <laughs> A bit of a thorn in our sides. Well, should we just leave it then? But if it is a queen, that's maybe the most one of the most. She might be well be buried with whatever we're looking for. So, mm, that's balls. true. Wait a minute. No, I don't actually thinking about it. I don't. Think yeah, so. let's do it. Let's open it up right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think uh, Cherry. If you remember your your dream, weren't they both underground? Weren't in some um. Sarcophagus. Maybe the stairs down. Ah, oh. uh, yeah. No, I doubt it. Okay, let's come back. We can always come back here. Let's oh, this could be a portal. Come on, just just open and look. We don't have to touch anything, but a quick look won't hurt. Yeah. Crunch shakes his head. God, there's two of them now. Gee. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. You'll get the uh, crowbar. Crane, can you give me a channeling resistance roll, please? Oh, and Victor as well. Channeling resistance rolls in the tower, please. Silk runs away. No. <laughs> okay, his silk legs are going, ah, I told you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I said don't. <laughs> Clearly you didn't hear okay. me. Nothing seems to happen to either of you as you step into the room. Perhaps there's a faint uh, shiver. Do you yeah, feel that, Victor? That's bloody awful. But as you look at each other and look back at the doorway and see Cherry hovering perhaps nervously, nothing seems to have changed at all. Kind of shrug. Okay. And then it will winkle uh, the crowbar under the corner of the sarcophagus and give it a yank. Okay. What are you um... doing, you fools? <laughs> <laughs> I think Ugland's getting older. He sounded like really older. <laughs> he sounded like our granddad. I think his voice changes right. every session. I think Ugland's <laughs> his false teeth have fallen out as well after that one. Oh, okay. you back now. <laughs> <laughs> now you're showing your age. All right. Uh, so, if you can give me um, Cran, you take out faithful, the ever faithful Betty, the one tool that's remained by your side. All these years, uh, more useful than bloody reading. Tell you Absolutely. Um, so, winkling Betty underneath the stone lid, um, you can attempt to lift it. Lift it. So, this is going to be another. You've got a tool. So, it's uh, this is another a straight strength roll, please. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, this is going to be a little bit heavier. I'm going to go. Right. Give me a. Give me a. Give me a lead on this, Victor. Sure thing. Can I? Oh, oh my God! Put the back out. <laughs> oh, oh, you made them. Okay. Um, you're unable to shift the lid, and as the lid slams back down, it catches Betty, 
flipping oh. it up in the air and kind of sort of cartwheeling it across the floor. Um, oh, it caught me under the chin. Fuck. Yeah, it probably did, but I'm not going to ask you to roll damage just because I'm not going to roll criticals on you because in Roll Master it could kill you. That would be hilarious. No, it wouldn't be. I, I wouldn't be able to sleep tonight. <laughs> so Betty uh, hurtles across. Cran, as you go to the other side to go and pick Betty up, you see two things. First of all, you catch sight of that far wall and you see very carefully concealed in the far wall, there looks to be a small wooden door. Also on the bottom of the sarcophagus, you can see faint writing. Mm. So the door on this wall? Yeah, on the southern wall. Well, fuck me, he says. Ugnan, Victor, there's a door in it, and, uh, well, actually, Ugnan, there's some writing at the bottom of the sarcophagus. Door? I felt a bit queasy when I came in, so just be careful. I'm not sure how you'd be careful, but just watch out. Oh, right, uh, okay. I could take a rubbing if you want. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't want to come in. I knew that would get a snigger. I just like <laughs> laughing at the sniggers versus the actual joke. <laughs> oh, thanks. I thought it was one of my finest jokes. Uh, it um, was good. I'll have a go, I suppose. I just like the word rubbings. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I did when I was about 14. Ugnan, <laughs> <laughs> you step into the room. Um, you can have to come round to where Cran is so that you can see the writing on the base oh. of the sarcophagus. The writing's on the wall, Ugnan. Oh, sorry, Ugnan. Yes, you need to give me a resistance roll as you step in as well, please. In the tower. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Channeling. Yep. Ah, excellent. Thank you. You just resolve that. Thank you. Ugnan, there's a faint shiver as you come through the door and you look back and over your shoulder. Nothing seems to have happened. Coming next to Cran, you can see that written on the base of the sarcophagus, and as you look a little bit more closely now, you catch that the writing actually does go all the way round the sarcophagus. You can see what looks to be a name. The name is very curly and very stylized. It says Kadena. What? Yeah. Kadena. Uh, oh, look, open mouth Funky called fucking Kadena's was buried. Oh right. No way. The daughter. No, she is like Sauron. Oh Fran, right. Fran says with a like weird memory of an alternative universe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it could be a servant of the of the. Cran, the can you give Cran? Can you give me a perception roll, please? You stood at some point just looking at this. Uh, what was a simply concealed wooden door in a place where you didn't expect to see a wooden door. Again, there's writing above um, a runic inscription above the door. I haven't. Uh, my, my writing isn't... My writing knowledge isn't that good, so uh, take a gander at this, look, above the door. Uh, the, the runes above the door just say the way is open. Okay, pass that on. Well, that's quite quite cool. So that's on the inside of the door looking out. Yes, as you look at this wooden door, um, which is quite plain, though you can see as you... Give me perception roll, please, Ugnan, as you scan the door. Give me a hard perception roll in the tower, please. 
okay you see that there are six locks sort of in arranged uh one beneath the other running wow. down one side of the wall other than that though the door seems to be some sort of plain wood there was you do you want to touch the door or investigate it further well or do you want yeah. to wait for cherry i'll, I'll wait for cherry first have a look at the locks but yeah I'll, I'll have a look without touching okay the door is fashioned to look like wood but it's some sort of metal that's been laced with lane which is able to negate absorb and prevent the use of magic so, uh, so no it's Krigora. i'm sorry no i've got the wrong material that's right just give me a lane dagger and we'll, we'll call it quits no doubt <laughs> <laughs> Give me a Gregora dagger. <laughs> well, it looks like Silt's wearing Gregora earrings now. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, we might, if this is uh, what we think it is, it, it, we, those vials might be coming in handier than. So, mm -hmm. get. How about you hand one to Cran or Victor? Yeah, you've got, two, you've got two vials of this. Do you mean the vials that you got that you filled from in the, the room? Yeah, all right. Room from next door. Just you guys have oil ones as well, so that way they can oil their weapons if all goes pear ship. Before I start working on the door, I um, take a moment to activate the tarot and. Uh, I'll do Future Visions 5, which is five minutes into the future. Uh, so what happens if I'm going to concentrate on uh, what happens if we open this door? Okay. So you can see as you step back from the door, Cran steps up and you can see he stands in front of a doorway that leads into complete and utter darkness. It's completely black beyond the door. There's nothing there at all. Cran hesitates, looks around, and pauses to turn to face you to get further advice and suggestions. And then Silk darts through and vanishes. Totally uncharacter like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Such wicked aspiration, uh, expressions. <laughs> and after a pause, you can see you can see but you can't hear cherry you can see cran swear and he steps through as well yep okay that that's better than a jump scare okay um, <laughs> i'm happy to work <laughs> i was waiting for the arm to reach out and drag cran through or something. no there's no arm that reaches through but cran it's a tentacle don't reappear <laughs> this isn't cthulhu okay um <laughs> oh it's a portal as all doors are. Okay. So I... <laughs> of course. He's already... I have to unlock her first, you silly girl. Um, okay, so I'm going to take my time because there's lots of locks here. So investigate the locks. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on a second. I mean, we, we don't know where this goes. Uh, like a black portal doesn't sound well good. you guys don't know that it's all in my head oh so. sorry oh you're not sharing it no no <laughs> okay, right. well, okay. Well, this is Just this to... is for making my decision to okay to all i'll say um... cherry is uh, remember you had a thought that you 
that remember you dreamt before we started out here that the place was by a whole high vaulted ceiling and I don't see no high vaulted ceiling around here and the other place was around surrounded by crystals and I don't see any crystals around here mm -hmm. true okay cherry the door doesn't seem to be trapped in any way the locks get progressively more and more difficult as you go down yep so okay. each of them will be an independent test of your skill. Yay! Cran, Cran just sits back on the edge of the sarcophagus and say, shakes his head and say, what are we doing here, guys? I know. Why are we? Hang on, Cherry. Maybe don't pick where, these. If, where else would you put? Where Where would you put the heart of, heart of a goth? Or well, I wouldn't give it to Kadena. That's, well, that's it. a certain naivety that I, I wouldn't expect of her. I... Okay, so oh, you guys call me in to do a job. It's up. No, I, I don't mind if we don't do it. We can come back to it later. That's it. We can always come like, back. I, right? all, I see, the... all I see. So I. That's when I start saying. I I use use the tarot to, uh, and all I could find was uh, all I could see was a portal that uh, Silk decided to throw herself through like a crazy woman. Because that too, right? That's not Save that's not abnormal though. Or or new information really. He did he wasted a spell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that yours? Let's come back let's come back here, Cherry. Okay. Um, if we, we do might... find it elsewhere. Curious. Right, well, we'll, we'll only hurt silk a little bit more. Yeah, all right. Let's head over to that big dome the area. Kind of next to the palace. Okay. I I whispered to Silk quietly. I also saw there were lovely cakes. Are you serious? No. And oh. keep working. All right. Good. And let me just delete your tokens then. Um, so you decide to leave um, whatever these things are. Uh, delete Let's your remove at least one of the benches from the pedestals. And that will shut the doors. Yes, you can do that. Yeah, yeah. I remembered. Yep. So you remove one of the benches and with a shudder, uh some of these uh some of the doors begin to close okay um so you where do you want to head now the smaller building or the larger building what's well, closest i think the it led to the small uh, that one if everyone's looking ah, at that. you're okay sorry yep yeah sure okay so you want to leave the uh walled area and head sort of back out into the city yeah so back across the river i guess follow that path is that a path or is that a wall go out the wall it's a wall of the wall line and it's then, a wall. Yeah, back into the gate yeah so you head out and the easiest way that you can kind of get to where you want to go is to follow that red wall which runs or that reddish stone wall which runs all the way around the palace area you're able to do so with not too much difficulty you move through a number of ruined buildings um, but keeping because of the, obviously the filth and the murk an eye on this wall you eventually make your way round and come through to a pathway that leads to a large sort of open building. The building you come to is open, square and flat. 
the ceiling itself uh, sorry the ceiling itself possibly um arches up maybe 50 or 60 feet above you so is this a big domed building yes it is yeah it is so you've come to a featureless wall of grayish granite um that marks this building out from the rest there don't seem to be any other features whatsoever uh, in this building at all the door itself is sort of a charcoal gray material um, but as you approach the building there is a strange chill that comes off the door and the black murk that um, kind of fills the air around you seems to be slightly thicker around this building you can see to the left and to the right of you that this building rather than being square is perhaps some sort of triangular or some sort of geometric shape because the left and right hand walls slope away from you there doesn't seem to be any lock on the door cherry but it looks to be quite heavy stone so you're going to probably have to make um some sort of brute force effort to get in if you wish uh, Trad lives for moments like this <laughs> Trad's take up with his trusty crowbar okay um so to force open that door if you want to do so cran that's just going to actually be a light strength roll please oh, bloody heavy Victor, do you mm -hmm. want to take a crack? Here's the uh, here's the tool. Who are you going to let somebody else get their hands on Betty? Yeah, I'll swap out a Victor for a new multi. I'm ca I'm casting judgmental eyes on <laughs> Victor's handling of Betty. <laughs> okay. So, Victor, give me a light strength roll, please. Nope. He's no more lucky than you. You can get the door moving, but then it seems to get stuck um, as if there's something barring the way. Perhaps what you're going to have to do is reach inside and just check by the door what's stopping you moving it open. I'll take a kayak out and is there a crack in the door in the frame that I can... No, whatever's stopping the door is on the other side of the door. You're going to have to reach in around the door and just with your hand feel around the, the other side of the door. What could go wrong? Okay, I'll try mm -hmm. that. Okay. If that doesn't help, I can reduce the strength of the door for you guys. It, I'd have to use one of those gemstones for being tapped out. Okay. You kneel down on the floor, Cran, and gingerly stick your arm into the room as you push your arm into the room um you can feel the air beyond is cold but not as cold as you perhaps feared um from your approach to whatever this this room houses or this chamber houses feeling around on the floor you can feel steps beyond the door there are some steps which lead down and it looks like there's a piece of stonework which has just got wedged under the door Perhaps if you used Betty, um, you could clear the stone obstruction and then you could uh, then open the door. Give me um, a routine strength check to just use Betty to clear away the stone debris. And then you can make another strength check to open the door. Just it's give me a hand really, here. really, really jammed. 
Okay, so give me so Victor helps well. You can give me um as Victor tries to get um the crowbar underneath the door to just jiggle the door a little bit, you can have another go. So um this will be a routine roll again. Uh, sorry, this will be a light roll. You can have a plus 10 because there's two of you having a go at this. Well, sorry, uh, it should be easier. Give me a simple roll, please, Cran. Simple okay. strength roll with two of you working on the door. It should be easy to just jiggle this door around. In fact, you almost take it off its hinges. So the door is now free of the obstruction. You can now give me a routine strength roll to open the door the rest of the way. I hope. Oh, my God, these rolls are getting awful. Look at that. 25, 25, 20, 27. These if you remember, you uh, passed through a, a cursed archway a while ago. It's clearly having an effect. <laughs> God, the GM's influencing the very fabric of fantasy grounds. Oh, my God. What power. It's a, it's a new extension I've loaded. <laughs> okay. Let me uh, let me cast that spell. I actually remember um, I've got some extra power from my new robe. So I can – it's a it's an adder, so it'll it'll provide the power needed to – to get the Your pearls as well. Don't need well, the pearls I do have, but I don't need them with this uh, adder. It's uh, sorry with this um, robe. So I'll I'll cast weakening. It reduces the strength of a door by fifty percent. All attempts to open it or break it down or get a plus fifty bonus on top of whatever. Okay. Before you cast the spell, Cran's not trying to break open the door unless he wants to actually break the door off its hinges. He's just trying to push it open. You could weaken something else on the door if you wanted, but weakening the fabric of the door is not going to help him open it. Open it because it's oh, okay. You could weaken maybe the hinges, and he could try and prise the door off its hinges. That's a nice idea. Okay, I'll do that then. Um, so I'll cast it on the hinge. Okay. Oh, what a waste of a roll. Okay, so it's plus 50, another plus 50. Okay, so Cran, you can now make um, a very hard roll, but you're going to get a plus 50 to weaken those hinges. So that would make it into a, a routine strength roll to force the door off its hinges. Okay. So rather than trying to push open the door, you just decide to lever the door off the hinges that... Silk has quite cleverly weakened with her spell. Oh, and so with a crunch, the door totters and crashes to the floor inside. You can see in front of you a set of sandstone stairs that lead down, but they lead down into a dark, blank, charcoal grey landscape. Inside, as far as the eye can see, Cran, all you can see is a grey, desolate forest. What is going on here? Guys? In the centre of the forest, you can see between the trees, you can see a circular dais which faces the doorway, which you can still see as you anxiously, nervously look to your left and right. Seated on six tall iron thrones are six black-clad armoured figures. They don't move, they don't respond, but they remain seated, staring out towards the door. 
The dais that they sit on seems to be made of some sort of granite and is clearly crumbling. Does How chat... far away are these? It, uh, could you just draw the area up to where we can see, just to give us a sense of scale, or is it? Really um, they're about here. Does Cherry recognise this place from her dreamings? No. Um, up above you, Cran, you can see there are clouds moving in the sky, but they too are dark and grey and featureless. It's almost as if all of the colour has been leached out of this peculiar landscape, which goes on and on to your left and to your right and ahead as far as you can see. No animals, no birds, just old, withered, hoary trees, a crumbling grazed um, granite dais. And these six motionless, heavily armoured figures, knights seated on what looked to be rusted iron thrones. A tree taps Cran on the shoulder and says, Want some companionship? <laughs> I'm not sure it's sensible going in here, guys. Well, I, I mean, if we don't recognise it, Cran, um, we can have a look in and just move on to another building. And so we might find one that uh, the, the Lassier Cherry are. Recognises from her dreams, mm -hmm. maybe. Yeah, so as I, I think we we'll always come back if we have no luck elsewhere. But that's what I'm thinking. This, yeah, good idea. Well, yeah, I'll point out. It seems like every place that we've been to has uh, added to our arsenal, even if it's not the final place. But like, what's our time scale? Like, are we? On a hot clock, or you don't know, remember, because time has been so strangely warped. You don't know if time is accelerating, whether time is stopped, or whether even time is going backwards for you. I think we should shackle that girl. Silk, as you step into the chamber, huh? Or as you step onto the stairs and step down, the landscape remains as it was, just a bleak, rather dreary dead forest drained of everything the forest floor is you can see exposed tree roots withered um bushes you can also see dotted around the floor you can see small skeletal creatures birds perhaps squirrels one of the middle armored figures however as you step begin to step down the steps he doesn't stand but he raises his right arm a points across in your direction. He's about 60, 70 feet away. And then he points down to the dais in front of him. Can I have perception rolls, please, from Cran, Victor, and Silk, who have stepped inside? Victor, you're too far away, really, to see anything at all. Um, your vision is slightly obscured by a couple of slightly larger trees stunted as they are um silk too looking down you're more distracted really by the poor remains of you guess to be just simple woodland creatures squirrels uh, thrushes robins and, and so on dotted around on the floor long dead their corpses just lying on the ground though they look to be clustered it looks as if you know they, they've they've died in groups cran for you, as you look across and look to where the armoured figure is pointing, you can see a couple of names that you remember from your past, names of comrades who died in combat. 
their names etched um, into the granite of this dais. Can you give me a channeling resistance roll, please, Cran? Cran, you can see your name now begins to appear on the dais. Cran will frown, shake his head and just walk resolutely towards it. Cran, can you give me a perception roll, please? You can give me a a hard perception roll, please. So as you step off the stairs into the forest, your iron shard boots make a strange noise on the bare earth. They don't make a soft thump. They make almost a clang as if you're walking on stone. So but as you look round... This is an you, illusion. Well, as uh, you look as down you... And, and shuffle your feet, actually it disturbs dirt. Do you want to investigate further? He's trying not to believe it. You can try not to believe it as best as you want, but you can see the tree roots reaching up and out as if they want to grab you. As you take another step, there's that clanging noise again, um, but it's fainter perhaps this time. Crab shakes his head. He's going up to where Crab was starting to be written on the death. Okay. The figure has now stopped pointing and is just seated staring at you, Cran. You can see a number of names that you recognise going around the dais across to the right and to the left. Um, names that you sadly recognise. Some friends, some just comrades, some particularly brutal warriors who fought alongside you, but frankly, nobody missed them when they died. Your name is also there, but nothing else seems to happen. And the six mute armoured men, knights perhaps, just stare out motionlessly across towards the door. So Cran's going to look at all six knights and say, what is this shit going on here? And they don't seem to respond at all, Cran. What's the matter, Cran? I'll, I'll look back at Victor and Silk and say, there's names of a lot of my, a lot of my comrades from the, the days in the uh, mercenary company in, on here. And uh, some are right old bastards, but some are really good people and my name's on there as well well it was only just being carved as i was walking up how's that possible yeah that's very exacting for i don't know it's bloody weird but also when i was walking up here my boots were like ringing on stone but look down it's forest floor i think we already established you can't really trust much you see here come out of there lad come on Victor, can you give me, as Victor, as you step off the stones onto the withered forest floor, can you also give me a channeling resistance roll, please, in the tower? Yep. Mind the dead animal. <laughs> Victor, there's a vague sense of unease as you step down. And similar to Cran, you notice one of the armoured figures, one of the two middle figures, raise slowly raise an arm point toward you and then motion down guiding your eyes towards the base of the stone plinth and again you can see friends or the names of friends and acquaintances who have died your mother who died in a fire your brother who died of the plague when you were still young also comrades who died in the mercenary company similar to cran that you fought in and also your own name now begins to appear. Damn. It happened to me too. No, I don't want to go in then. Yeah. I don't want to be reminded. No, normally. Yeah. Let's, I don't like this place. Get out of here. Yeah. 
Yeah, and like a marquee, it also says, Brad and Janet, get back together. <laughs> <laughs> Are you leaving? Yeah. Yeah. Are you sure? <laughs> so <laughs> so well, normally would be Cherry, one to continue. Cherry suggested that everywhere you've been, you found items. Okay, Cran, you're adamant you're leaving. Victor, you're adamant you're leaving. Okay. It's freaking you out. Yeah, so too. Once they start talking about names of comrades of old, I I just close my eyes tight and walk back. Okay. Yeah, it's not particularly welcome in a, a room where it's, it's got people that you know who are dead etched on. As soon as you walk in, it etches your own name on. It's not like saying welcome. There's free sausages. <laughs> no. Always with the sausages. I love yeah, sausages. See my mother's cooking. <laughs> That's how most of them died, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Ugnan, I saw you sneak that. Or... <laughs> Draft. <laughs> okay. Where next? Do you want to check out that smaller building? That means you're going to have to enter the palace. And probably your easiest route, if you want to check that out, is to follow this small river. And there is a small stream that you can see. If I just arrow that. On... Well, we can't go over the top of the wall behind this. Building. You could climb over the wall if you wanted, or you could just go back in and follow that stream. Yeah, you okay. Could, you or you could start climbing over walls if you want. It's entirely up to you. How, and how tall are they? Those sec sections that are intact are perhaps twelve to fifteen feet tall. Very thick stone. A difficult climb, but not an impossible climb. In some parts, however, the walls have been crushed um down and knocked damaged to about five feet or six feet uh, a routine climb but you're not sure how stable the walls are you could crumble the stonework and pull it all down on top of you sorry to ask but where did we just come from on the black and white map uh so the large circle okay there cool and we're heading towards that one i think yeah, so you can climb over a couple of walls. Well, one wall. Yeah, let's try finding a low spot. Cranel, yeah, navigate across it. See if you can. Cran's got his axe out at the moment, not his sword. He wants to keep the powder dry on that. If demons okay. coming from all sides, so he can unsheath it. Okay. So hugging that left-hand wall, you can go round to your left. Remember, visibility unfortunately is reduced significantly. Right. And you eventually come to that telltale big sort of reddish wall. So moving around, you soon come to a section of the wall that you can climb over fairly easily, or you think you can climb over it easily. Give me perception rolls just to double check how easy that is. Yep. With very little effort, and I won't ask you to roll, you're able to scale that wall and you soon hop over. And pause to catch your breath. And you now stand on the other side of the wall. You know that somewhere off towards your north, there's that other small building, gazebo or whatever it is. Dimly, uh, Numel, Ugnan and some others, you can see what look to be um, some stone statues. Stone statues are fantastically well carved, life-sized, and they seem to be bearing arms. Humans, you think, but it's difficult to tell from this distance. The two that you can see have their backs to you. 
Before you contemplate investigating further, however, you can hear that click clacking noise. Only this time it's a little bit louder. Then it stops. And then when it starts again, it's within 100 yards of you. And then it stops. Can you give me perception rolls to maybe pinpoint where the clacking noise came from? The clacking, the last clacking noise you heard was there. And then you hear two more. And the other two noises that you hear now that you are closer to the origin come from somewhere in here and somewhere in here. And before the last day or two, have we ever heard this clacking around? No, you haven't been obviously to this area, but you've not heard this noise at all anywhere else in the city, in the ruined city that you've been in. So Karan is going to step into the underbrush there, just with it to his back, and draw his longbow or the fey harpbow and look very carefully to the noise he heard roughly that direction and see if he can spot anything past that pillar. Okay. And try and draw a bead on it. Okay. Uglings, these prepping shop bolt. Okay. Uh, let me just clear Look that. at you going all evokery. <laughs> I don't like that noise. <laughs> so you can see a number of statues. You can see a third statue there, Cran. You can see standing motionless in the centre of these statues. All of the statues are humans. You can see that from here. They're armed in a mismatch of armour and weapons. Standing in the centre of the three, completely motionless, you can see a tall, featureless, gaunt human. Whatever this creature is, its body seems to be covered with sort of a greenish hide, almost a, a thick skin that is very, very tight around its elongated arms and legs. Um, the covering extends over its entire body, including its face, such that there are no eyes, mouth or no uh, or nostrils visible at all. The thing is absolutely he, motionless. He, he lets but, fly with the arrow. <laughs> OK. Uh, can you all give me initiative, Rob? We got to buy together, lad. Oh my, that's a very fast initiative. Holy <laughs> mackerel. Silk Stoke starts trying to scramble over the wall again. This initiative is about what my quickness is. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled Actually, Cran, Cran is really quick. He's just big, unfortunately. All right, Cran, you fire that arrow. I'm going to let you get your arrow shot off so you can... Well, I better share the combat tracker with you. Oh, you can see the combat yeah. tracker, can't you? Yeah, Sorry. you have to share that, yeah. So off you go. Um, let me give it a title. Um, I'm going to imaginatively call it Thing One. I rolled two ones, <laughs> John, and I, I, I still beat you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Well, I'm, I'm, very, I'm quite quick. I'm just not very good uh, at, <laughs> at, at initiative. So, uh, Harpo, your arrow strikes the creature but as you expectedly i mean that, that was a good shot and as a, as your arrow plunges towards the creature's face it just steps out of the way and with a blur of motion almost faster than you can see it moves across to there 
and stops. Oh my God. It moved past you. You can see that as it moved past you, turned to face you. Its arms make a curious windmilling motion on either side of its head, such that as it pauses, its arms are facing outwards. And as it does so, you can hear what sounds to be two slightly, they almost sound like uh, something making a puffing noise, as if somebody is blowing. Cran, you get the sense that something flies past you and it just pings off the side of the bow that you've got. Um, something flickered off the bow. You don't know what it was. You didn't see what was fired at you, but it just catches you across the cheek, whatever it was. You've no idea what it was. Fuck, um, that thing's fast. Watch out, everyone. The second thing that it fires at you also flickers off your armor or sorry flickers off your armor this time and just catches you across the cheek um again two flesh with two small scratches <sighs> but it's motionless silk what do you want to do silk tries to scramble her brain at seeing this thing so fast is that like demon lore or you can give me a demon lore role i think no, this isn't a demon. If you remember, your weapons would probably respond to their presence. No, you don't think they're demons. You do. Give me a nature law roll. If okay. you've got nature law, I'll let you make a nature law roll to give you a, a sort of a chance. I'm uh, looking. I don't see that. So, no, that's no. OK, though. If, if, if it's not a demon, she's happier that way. But she's going to cast. Um, Oh, with her adder, she's going to start casting and she'll move 10% to get to here. Ugnan, get, get him. <laughs> uh, okay, so Numal will move towards the creature and he'll move half because he'll probably have to draw weapons. And so on after climbing over. Ugnan, your turn. Well, he was, was pre prepping Shockbolt, but as soon as he sees... Cran's almost excellent shot fly at the speed he thinks oh, there's not no point in that so he stops and starts prepping hold kind instead okay cherry I think I'll uh, draw my sword and and then and, and wait wait near Victor okay Victor it's your turn uh, Victor is gonna pull out the remorse yep and uh yeah, start moving towards it. Yep. So okay. That's about it. Cran. Cran's gonna drag his sword free and then kind of try and merge with a heartbeat, sense how fast it's beating. Okay, the the right, you remember that this town saver, sorry, town saver, shield breaker beats in response to the danger. Mm -hmm. Uh you've never you've never felt it beat. It's beating like a rabbit's heart. Oh, fuck. This Rapid. is the most dangerous situation you've ever been in. Whatever this thing is, it's very fast. And as you draw the sword, you get confirmation from Silk, or you get confirmation of what Silk said, that this creature isn't a demon. Um, there are no bright lights and flashes from, from your sword. There are no demons in the area here. These creatures have kept them away, whatever they are. <laughs> That's her. Oh, a bit worrying. Uh, Cran says, okay, everyone, 
back off slowly. I got a sense that thing is didn't try to kill me, just warn me. Okay. So then Agnan's gonna so I suspect they're guarding a grave or something, or those are very important to them. And he's gonna kind of go down there. His aim is to go along this way, along the wall, and then kind of okay. around. You can see more of this wall. And you can see another one of these motionless creatures near the wall. Run away! Okay. okay. Yeah, Run fast! So, Northen. <laughs> right, initiative rolls, please. Well, can I just go back over the wall? Okay, the first creature, it moves and again makes that strange propelling motion. Only this time it doesn't attack, but it's clearly gearing up to make an attack. This creature similarly moves, hurtles across, and again is windmilling its arms. So both creatures have moved astonishingly quickly. Actually, that one will have to move too if it was going to move there. Basically, it goes through the underbrush and vanishes from sight. So it's on the other side, out of sight, but I'll leave it visible on the on tracker. You can see thing one windmilling its arms, obviously ready to do what it did last time. Silk. Okay, uh, second round of prepping. Uh, fly is what she's casting on herself, uh, 150 feet. But uh, that's not done yet next round. Okay. Numel will run after the creature to try and hit it. Uh, but he's not going to get there this round. Uh, well, I suppose uh, if he runs, he can't. He can't hit it, so he's going to get to there and ready. Ugnan, what do you want to do? So they could have fired at us, but haven't fired anything at us. Well, you don't know. They they haven't fired. Give me a reasoning roll. Ew. Uh, no, you've you've no idea. Whatever these creatures are, they're very they're very fast. They're not demons. They're some sort of I don't know spirit or something. You guess. Okay. Their speed is is connected, and their vast or their their speed is connected with the way they attack. They haven't clawed or hit you. They've you suspect they're firing something, and they need to build up speed to fire something. Oh, so good, yeah. Okay. So they will attack next round. Move, attack next round. Move. They attack and then move. If you see what I mean. Okay, so Ugland's doesn't quite know what to do, so he's going to carry on prepping a uh, hold kind. Okay. Victor. Now, each of you can probably move about 70 feet and get an attack now that you've got your weapons out. These creatures can probably move hundreds. Mm -hmm. Shit. Yeah, Victor's going to move towards the one that flew past him. I'm not sure how close I can get. Okay. Cherry. Okay, I'm going to activate Ring of uh, Surface Thoughts and see if I can get anything from these creatures. Are they thinking defensively? Like, are they thinking we have to defend or are they thinking we have to? That's the sort of, that's the gist okay. of what yeah. I'm trying Okay. No, they're not being territorial. They're hunting. They want to eat. And in particular, they want to eat your brains. <laughs> right. Okay. So I'm. I well, don't, that's a I'm not sure. <laughs> Phew, says Cran. I'm all right. 
Okay, <laughs> I'm just saying, okay, they're hungry and they want to eat us. They are going to fight. Yeah, I'm going to ready myself and I'm going to stay near Victor. Uh, actually, I'll probably stay near um, Silk and uh, Ugnan. Okay. Cran, you are close enough to close on thing one and hit it. Guess what? Cran closes on thing one and hits and it. Hits it. Yeah, also. <laughs> I so didn't he's... see that one coming. I'm surprised. <laughs> yeah, as soon as, as soon as Cherry said that, it was like, all right. And there's a massive growl he lets out as he lets wing with Shieldbreaker. And a uh, reasonable effort. Okay. Uh, that smashes into the creature that rocks back at the blow that crunches into it. Uh, you do 34 points of damage. The creature, however, though, is able to roll slightly with the blow. So that's a C slash critical, please, John. Um, another four hits. Uh, it says the foe must parry next round, which is fine. So that creature is not able to attack you next round. It's got to parry. Take these bastards down fast, Grant says. Shouts. <laughs> okay, so initiative rolls, please. Again, another one suddenly appears here, right in the centre. Whoa. And one appears Whoa. here. Right, this one comes across to here, windmilling its arms, but it won't attack this round because it's only now got a line of sight. That one's done. That one can't move. Silk, you've got a okay. fighting chance, perhaps. Nope, she's got fly cast on herself and she's going to almost twist in the air uh, and land on top of the roof of the building Okay, so the roof of the building is about 50 or 60 feet up. What's the, how fast can you fly? 150 feet with fly okay. to. Right, you fly up into the gloom, Silk, and you can't see anything beneath you. Mm, fair enough then. You'll fly she'll up, land if you on... fly up, you're going to fly up out of sight, I'm afraid. Yeah, she'll land on the roof then, and then that'll be her turn, and she'll go from there. Okay, it's Numel's turn. He will come round and move at the creature. Okay, so the creature isn't moving this round. So he will have a go at it. And that misses. Ugnan. Okay, he's going to uh, take a step forward, which will bring him into 10 feet, and then uh, do a hold kind on uh, thing three. Okay. Oof. Okay, it makes its resistance roll. What level is the spell? It is, well, I'm level nine. It's uh, yeah, the okay. spell is level right, fine. Yeah, it's the level of five. the caster, isn't it? Not the level of the spell, isn't it? If I recall correctly. Okay, so level three is held. So how long is it held for? Uh, as long as I concentrate, it's at 25% of activity, so minus right. 75%. 25% of activity. So however you want to handle that, either minus 75 to everything or 25%, a quarter of everything, up to you. Okay, right, thank you. Um, so you feel a battle of wills, but you're able to control thing three. So I'm just going to make a mark that it's at 25%. Cherry, your turn. Cherry's going to... Take a swing with a katana at thing three. 
since it's right next to it. Uh, defensive slash. Ah. That misses, I'm afraid, Cherry. Yeah. Victor, your turn. Yeah, Victor's going to take a slash at and thing three as well. Okay. Heat blade then. First attack. Okay, so the heat blade does 11 points of damage to the creature. Um, but it manages to twist as you slash in with remorse. And although it's cut, the flames from the blade don't manage to catch it. Now make your second attack with the other end. So you yeah. deftly whip the scythe around and catch it with the ice blade. Off you go. That's um, an even better hit. And you catch it with the, it's the ice, isn't it? Yeah. So you will do um, an, let's see, that's a D. So that's a A slash critical, please, first of all. Okay. Which is another two hits. But it's got to parry for the next round. So yes. um, it's yes. going to be unable to hit. So must parry for two rounds. But you also get to do a cold critical, don't you, I believe? Oh, nice. Nine. Wow, 98. That's chilly. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty okay, cool. The B cold critical catches the creature across the neck, um, and the creature collapses to the floor with ice forming around the creature's neck. Um, Victor, you notice Victor look down at the creature and then calmly step forward and smash its head to splinters underneath his boot. It's dead. Yeah. Nice. Beautifully done. Okay. Well, that was disappointing. Well, we're going on for an hour and a half now, so that's where we're going to leave this episode. Thanks very much for listening, watching, subscribing, all that kind of bollocks. Always get in contact with us through the description. Until next time, cheers. Bye-bye.